Welcome to another thrilling episode of the Thought Police. I have to say, there's some good things to tell you. Loads of people loved our um, episode about drinking. Did they? You know, not just because of the fact that it was all about kids drinking and yeah. you taking your first drink, but all sorts of tweets I got all week still coming in. Oh yeah, I remember my first drink, you know, Southern Comfort and Lemonade. Oh yeah. I've never touched the stuff again. Other bloke's <laughs> like, yeah, well, I was given whiskey when I was about 13. Can't even <laughs> stand the smell of it now. That's good. It's very popular. So very it's good. good that we talked about that. Well, I think there's a lot of it about. In yeah. fact, since, since we did that podcast, I've been, every restaurant I've been to since, with... I've looked at the menu, yeah. and every single restaurant that I've been to is doing no alcohol beer now, and that that was I definitely you, I not the case. Say, uh, you know, none of them are expensive enough for me, so no. I don't have to order any wine <laughs> because it's only twenty quid. But it is so popular now, yeah. no alcohol beer. So I reckon that is making a big difference for a lot of people. Well, I think for, particularly because of the, the situation now with driving. I mean, like down in Sussex, right? If you want, to, apart from like maybe three pubs in the town, which are walking distance, yeah. every other pub. You've got to drive there. Yeah. And if you're going to drive to a pub, say, to have lunch or to meet somebody or take the kids or whatever it is, somebody's going to be designated driver. Yeah. And you don't just want to... You can't just drink orange juice or water. No, no, no actually, I've got a good one for you. I went out... Uh, my sister was here last week, right? And ran me absolutely ragged. You know, all she wanted to do was uh, go out for lunch and dinner. Yeah. And we ended up going to this local Vietnamese place near me. And they didn't sell any alcohol. And it's the first time I've been to a restaurant for a long time where they just said, we don't serve alcohol. Could you bring your own? It didn't say that. Right. And I know somebody who's been there as well, and she said to me, you sure it's not a bring, bring your own? I said, it didn't look like that. It right. like they just didn't serve alcohol. Why? I don't know. Why? It's not as if they don't drink beer in no. Vietnam. Make some great beer. Saigon. Tiger. Tiger, I think, is Thai. Yeah, yeah but Saigon beer yeah, is definitely it's Vietnamese. It's There's a clue definitely in the Definitely Saigon, <laughs> yeah. Is it not called something else now? Is it not Ho Chi Minh City or something like Quite that? Quite possibly. Um, but also, um, they, they then said, and here's where I thought it was a bit cheeky, by way of explanation as to why they didn't serve alcohol, they said, we also do not serve tap water. So you have to what? buy the water. Get stuff. I know, two quid for a bottle of water, which you can buy anywhere else for a pound. What's the Vietnamese for you, thieving, conning little bastards? Well, I think if you say it in, uh, in English, they probably they get, get it. it they? But the whole place was full of, of Vietnamese people eating, so the food was great. Right. So I highly recommend it, but I'm not going to tell you where it is because uh, they don't let you bring alcohol and they charge you for water. No good for me. But it was quite good because it was my turn to pay. Yeah. And my sister and I had been going to some quite nice places. And this one was only 30 quid for the food. <laughs> so I was happy well, don't tell me you didn't know ahead of time. Uh, I didn't, I promise you. Anyway, meanwhile, all right, back yeah. in the real world, yeah. uh, so-called real world of the uh, general election, mm. uh, we have yet to be completely formally entered into it, which should happen, I think, on Wednesday yeah. tomorrow. Um, but how about the first sort of few days of campaign? It's just mad, isn't it? Absolutely what bizarre. What have you made of it all? Well, I mean, it's, it fe- still, it's weird, isn't it? Because it still feels like an extension of the surreal yeah. exit. Yeah. So it doesn't feel... You remember general elections? Suddenly, everyone's yeah. paying attention, exactly. kind of discussing the yeah, issues. Yeah. Think, it, this still feels like we're just still... Do you know what? Looking on about now like we've all got Stockholm Syndrome now. Yes. And I don't think any of us really believe that no matter what happens, that anything will happen. Yeah. Because we've now been conditioned to believe that if there is a result of something, somebody else will say, hang on, that's yeah. not a proper result. Uh, let's call in the lawyers and have yeah. a couple of fucking yeah. lawsuits about it. Good. And let's figure out, you, no know, who's really, you know, who's really in charge. <laughs> and that'll go on for another three years. Yeah. And it really does seem to be... Um, I've been looking at more and more kind of um, data... As, as you do, and people are putting together the start of the 2017 election and this one, and there are remarkable similarities are in terms of the polling, yeah, absolutely remarkable. In, but do you, I mean, the one big thing that happened in 17 was how Labour started low and finished high. Yes. I, I just can't see that this this time happening, and it breaks my heart, but I mean, the one thing I'd be 
confident about saying is mm. may come back to haunt me. I just can't see how Labour go and win a majority. I can't see it. Are here from no. this point. I really can't see it. Um, but the polls are showing that Labour have had a bit of a boost over the weekend. I don't really points, know why. You know. I don't know why. But, I mean, they're not that far away from a single-digit lead, the Tories. I mean, so yeah. it's not like they're that far ahead. They're no. massively ahead. And they've now been damaged, of course, by the interference from the Brexit from party. The Brexit party. Nigel Farage, first of all, gets Donald Trump on the radio, which was a great get, you have massive, to say. Massive I mean, coup. unfortunately, not our radio station. But, you know, I mean, it was so obviously fed to him that he would say that the deal's no good. Yeah. You know, the deal, we can't deal with you. We can't yeah. trade with you uh, with this deal. Bollocks, can yeah. you not? You know, that's just rubbish. Um but the idea that Nigel Farage the next day then comes out and says, you know, Donald Trump says that they can't deal with us. I mean, it's all a bit orchestrated and rehearsed. Yeah. But for him then to say that he doesn't want to do a deal with the Tories seems crazy, doesn't it? Well, I mean, except to say that he is setting the agenda, left, right and centre. Mm. And he, uh, you know, you made a very good point while we were making a cup of tea downstairs. Yeah. That if he if he stands in as many seats as he's threatening to, then he has to get, by law, he gets a very he good share of the media coverage, yeah. You know? And um, and that is probably all he wants out of that. Mm. You know, I thought it was a really cowardly thing that he didn't stand himself. Mm. You know, he's is it nine times? It would be eight if he loses. Right. If he lost this time, it'd be eight. it would be eight. And so he's not going to stand because I think it's it's a funny thing. People like him in terms of the message he's giving, yeah. but don't trust him an inch. Right. And, and I, also, I, every yeah. time he goes anywhere near a major general election. He seems to lose the plot. Yeah. I don't understand why that is. You know, I mean, he's brilliant in the European elections. He got the biggest share of yeah. the votes for any party in the parliament in, in Europe, not just from Britain, yeah. but from anywhere. That's right. You know, got thirty nine MEPs. It's yeah. massive. He did quite well with UKIP in, and he did very well with UKIP. Yes, but he himself didn't get a seat, and no, they didn't right. get one seat because that's the way the system works. And yeah. I think it won't be any different now. Even though the Brexit vote is probably slightly different to the people that voted for UKIP, it's not yeah. that different. Well, I think this is this is the most likely thing is that it's going to fragment massively the mm. vote, and that you'll get you know seats where there's four or five candidates within a few points of each other, yeah. and that might well be the, the well. I mean, the general you know, if you, I don't know, you could never really back um, information that comes from a by-election. But Brecon and Radnorshire, um, basically the. Uh, uh, the winners got something like 43%, and that right. was the Lib Dems with that Remain alliance, right? Plaid Cymru stood That's down. right, yeah. Tories got 39%. Brexit Party got 10%. Yeah. You know, that could be repeated yeah. in lots of places around the country. But as, again, as you said earlier, the um, Brexit Party reckon they'll take more votes from Labour than they will the Tories. That's I think, what Because I think say. most people would think that that's where the tension is between... Yeah. And I think the Tories are worried about that. Jacob mm. Rees-Mogg came out yesterday and said, you know, watch out because you're in danger of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yeah. on this one, Nigel. Yeah. But so I think naturally you think that, that that's where the, the split will happen. But there's a huge amount of people up in the north who voted leave are absolute natural Labour supporters yeah. and will be completely bemused by the machinations yeah. of, of Labour's stance on Brexit and might well decide to go to the Brexit Party. Oh, I think they will. I don't think there's any doubt yeah. about that. But what the Brexit Party is saying is that if the Tories are even running, then that will be a problem for them because they might need those extra votes to beat Labour because yeah. even though Labour are a busted yeah. flush in a lot of these places people will still vote for them in a general election because they hate yeah. the Tories so much. Yeah, but, but, I mean, people will never... If you're a Labour supporter in the north of India, yeah. believe me, you are never, you're never in your going life going to vote Tory. No, no. I mean, not even in Thatcher's, um, no. you know, nah. sort of working-class Tory time. I don't, well, there must I have mean, been some. The, in Liverpool, for instance, I don't think 
it's ever flickered on the radar. I think people, you know, there's a Liberal Democrat. Liverpool Council used to be Tory in the 1900s. Right. But that was before they gave Scousers the vote, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once they got the vote, they were all voting. We were all, all over Labour, yeah. yeah. But um, the Liberal Democrats have done well in the past, but no, your, so, your Labour vote is should be absolutely mm. solid there, except if you just don't trust them on Brexit. Yeah. And then I think you, you're well, never going to vote. I was going back to Wigan, right, which is a place that I talk about a lot only because of my, my interview with Lisa Nandy. Yeah, because uh, it's the only place in the north you've ever been. I've never actually been to Wigan, no. Right. no you've never even been to no, Wigan? I've never right. been okay. to Wigan. No, I've been okay. to Liverpool, right? Yeah. I've done a show at the O2 in Liverpool, by the way. I've been to Anfield. Have you? Never been to... Um, uh, 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 the O2 in Liverpool, where's the, that? The O2 in Liverpool, it's an O2 Academy. It's like they took it. It's a, oh, yeah. It's not like the big O2. It's not the Echo Arena. No, no, no it's no. not that big. No, no, no you no, couldn't I mean, sell out the Echo couldn't Arena. couldn't sell out the Echo Arena. I'm not working with Parry. I mean, maybe on my own. But that's another story. Um, no, but I mean, the thing is that um, I've been to uh, loads of parts of the north of England. I've spent time in Leeds. Yeah. I've spent time in Newcastle. I went to Whitley Bay. We did a show in Whitley Bay. Yes. Um, and so, you know, but Wigan, I haven't been to. I haven't, no. I've only been to Manchester a couple of times. I was pretty unimpressed. To be fair, there's not much cause to go to Wigan. Well, why would you? you? Unless you're yeah. going to Unless see you're like Wigan, a George the road to Wigan Pier, and yeah. then you go, oh, it's not really yeah. a pier. It's got really? a good swimming pool in, in Wigan. We used to drive, when I was a kid, we'd no. drive on a Saturday from Formby to yeah. Wigan to go to the Baths. Okay. And all that I can remember is that the kids from Wigan, the local mm. kids, were absolutely as white as photocopy paper. Right. All had tattoos. Right. And were all absolutely hard as nails. And yes. Bought and did bombing from the very top diving of course board. They had did. an Olympic yeah, diving yeah. board. I mean, you'd and, be considered a soft sun. Oh, my God, you know. We'd be just like, glad to get out. It's the Workington Man thing which yeah. is going on. There's places like Bolton, yeah. where I've also never been. Um, and the point about Wigan is, is that it's a 70% leave voting constituency yeah. represented by Lisa Nandy who voted to remain yeah. right now she's attempting to say that she's a Labour Party member who believes in leaving the European Union but does anybody really believe that and I'm sure if the Brexit Party stood against her yeah. you know they win wouldn't they so she's, is she saying that she now believes we should leave yes yeah. yeah because she understands I mean I said to her when I interviewed her well surely Labour has to be the party of leave or the party of remain it can't be both yeah. and she more or less said actually we can be both because I can, I can campaign to leave the European Union as a Labour MP. Yeah. Uh, but in the future, obviously, the party will decide what happens then. Well, I, I mean, so I, what does that mean? Strictly speaking, I agree with with her on that. I mean, we live in this representative democracy. Yeah, but you can't ask people to vote for you on the basis that you're going to do something and then not do it. No. Well, what you do is, you, I mean, she was voted in a general election, and our system, yeah. like it or not, mm. I mean, maybe this is something that should change. Is we don't treat our MPs as delegates, we treat them as our representatives, yeah. and it is their job to do what they think yeah. is right for us, not yes. what we tell them to do. That's true. Right, so she, she's a referendum. Like, uh, and then that's then where you, it starts to get yeah. a bit more complex. So when you have a referendum and everybody yeah. says, we will enact what happens in the referendum regardless yeah. of what it is, then I'm afraid they put it to the people, which is what they want to do now, they want to have a second referendum and they want to say, give it to the people to decide. Are you still against that? Oh, I guess the second referendum, yeah, yeah, because we haven't enacted the first one. Yeah. You know, because you can't, I can't change my mind on that. Mm. You know, if you want to have a second referendum down the road, by all means, but first you have to leave. Mm. You know, that's my view. And she has said that she wants to take the view of the people sometime later. Yeah. Well, hang on, we already took the view of the people. 
And you can't just keep going at the So do you think that she should stand aside and just say, look, I'm not in sync with the people? Well, I think she should be honest, which is a great, uh, you know, yeah. an unusual thing for the Labour Party to be. Yeah. Because they're trying to be all things to all people. Yeah. They are trying to say to people in Wigan, don't worry, we want to leave the European Union. But to people in London, yeah. they're saying, oh, no, we want to remain. Well, that's bullshit. We still remain. You can't do that. Yeah. That's not a sustainable position, is it? No. And she'll get found out on the doorstep. But, I mean, does she... I mean, if she stays on and is honest and says, by the way, you know, I'm going to campaign to stay because that's what I truly feel. Or yeah. I'm going to campaign to leave. Yeah. But don't worry, because it's never going to happen. Right. Because if we get in, Jeremy's got different ideas. Mm. Well, you're denying people a proper choice, aren't you? Well, you're you denying are. people the choice that I want to vote Labour and I want to leave the European right. Union. And also so, all this bullshit that they've been talking about for ages now, where certain MPs will say, well, you know, yes, my constituency voted narrowly to remain or narrowly to leave, but I have to represent all my constituents. Well, yeah. that's bullshit. Because yeah. they don't represent all the constituents after an election, do they? Lisa no. Nandy doesn't go around representing the people who didn't vote for her. She represents the Labour voters who put her in. I think what would be good is, is if they all made a very short understandable person, personal manifesto yeah. exactly on what they think about Brexit, yeah. how they voted, how they would vote in the future, you know, a commitment to the constituencies, yeah. and then say, you know, like it or lump it, right? And if you don't like it, then you've got to vote me out. Or, and, you know, or they have to deselect themselves from the party. and Offer the deselection then, maybe. Yeah. And, and, off, and offer themselves up. If you think that you're the MP that everybody locally wants because yeah. they like you so much yeah. and you're so trustworthy, but again, then that's, take, but, your, take, take your party hat off yeah. And run on your own. That very rarely comes off, though, doesn't it? You can. Well, I'm really interested to see how all these Lib Dems do. You know. By the way, and I don't wish to be unkind, but I don't <laughs> know if you saw that picture over the weekend of Sam Jima with his sort of uh, very bright, sort of red stroke orange trousers. Yes. And oh, Joe Swinson, who appears to have now dressed like some kind of a teacher <laughs> on an away day. She's yeah. got like thigh length um, black boots on. Yeah. Uh, black trousers. Yeah. Right. And some kind of yellow. Very thick knitted sweater. Right. I don't know what's going on with well, it. What does it matter? Well, of course it matters because she's obviously taken a decision to look in a particular way yeah. to appeal to a group of people. But don't it's normally speaking, men do that married. as well. I don't want to come well, over I, all well, woke. I'm but, sorry. Yeah. I, did you not hear me saying Sam G? Yeah, you did. Yeah, but you picked the one guy who's got like an outlandish. But he was walking next to her. Yeah. That's why. And they're part of the Lib Dems. They've obviously had some kind of conversation about how to dress because don't tell me they do, don't do, do that. Think, seriously, do you think they that do. she said, I'm wearing yellow, you're wearing orange today? No, no. They will have had somebody come in <laughs> and tell them what to wear. Right. I okay. once did an interview, right, with a woman who wrote a book called Colour Me Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, this was in America in the days when I was so versatile, literally did anything, right? Yeah. And I was tested by them, and they do this thing where they go, right, this is a good colour for you, <laughs> right? Blue, blue is a good colour, that's why I wear yeah. a lot of blue, right? Okay, yeah. I'm wearing a blue shirt even as we speak. Yeah. And this is the kind of tie you should wear. You know, th- yeah. you think this doesn't have political no, consumptions sure all does, the yeah. time. I'm sure. I mean, I was watching one of the things where I showed my sister was the thick of it, right? Because she's never seen it, and she's now hooked. She's like, "I'm going to go back to America. Yeah. I'm going to find it on whatever yeah. you know situation, situation, system. I can find it." Yeah. But you know, when I have the guy, the sort of the new age guy that comes in yeah. and says to um, sister, like the old fashioned Tory, "Okay, now um, I brought you a shirt and a jacket." He's like, "What the fucking? What do you mean? I'm, I'm wearing a suit now." He says, "Yeah, but it's very eighties, very eighties." And he gives him this stripy shirt, no tie. Yeah. So why don't you try hanging it outside your trousers? He's like. 
I'm 50 years old. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? But these characters come in. Yeah. There's no doubt that Lib Dems have had some kind of makeover. But it's just she's women. normally standing in a dress, right? Right. Okay. And I've never paid this much attention to her. Well, clothes. these things are important. Okay, go on. I mean, what do you mean you don't... You I don't listen to what's coming out of her mouth. I'm not bothered doing that. That's not the fashion person. Well, I don't disagree necessarily. This is the woman who has put on her campaign literature the next Prime Minister of the British And she got rightly... What a complete idiot. Did you see Andrew Neil tear oh, to pieces? Well, this is her, you know, she can't even define a, a, the shrinking of an economy. It's just a bit mad, isn't it? Even if, I mean, obviously, if you're the leader of a party and, you know, you will get off to sleep, won't you, every night by imagining yourself walking through yeah. 10 Downing Street. Yeah. The same way I imagine myself going up to collect the Booker Prize. Really? Right? Is that what happens to you? Yeah, it is. It's never going to happen. Although I did have a dream about Jess Phillips the other day, but I think it was because I'd taken a lot of um, anti-cold medicine <laughs> and I was kind of raving, you know. Because right. uh, my other half said to me, you need a holiday if you start to dream about the politicians. I said, yeah, don't tell me about it, you know. But, you know, you, so you've got Do to you believe... Do you know what she was doing, by What, who, Jess Phillips? Jess Phillips. Is this going to be... Family no, it's not dirty. She okay. came in to do an interview with us yeah. in the studio. Is this right? in your dream or in this real? This is in the dream. Right. She's never been in my studio or my tent of common sense. Right. She came into the a studio to... Uh, to do an interview, right? But she kind of slumped down like some kind of, you know, rock star stroke ne'er-do-well. Yeah. And she was smoking. Yeah. And she wouldn't stop smoking. We kept saying, look, you can't smoke. And she just yeah. kept going, yeah, fuck you. I'm gonna... yeah. And she just kept smoking. I'd vote and for then, that. And then she just kind of slid all the way. And she was so kind of yeah. reckless. Well, kept loosh. swearing, loose. Yeah. You know. Great word. And I was, yeah. And I, and I didn't know what to do there. And then yeah. I woke up. So there was Thank no. God. So clearly unfinished business with Jess Phillips. With Jess, well, if Jess Phillips wants to go on your show, that's easy to arrange, right? Would it, you have her on? Of course I would. If she and would you Listen, let her smoke? Uh, Does I she would. smoke? Well, I don't know. She looks no, like she I'm, might have smoked. I would, or I mean, we're not even allowed to have tea in the in the studio with the lid on it. With the, no, in your no, we space have to, age. No, studios. we have to have a sort of sippy cup yeah. arrangement because they're worried you're going to spill it all over the brand new equipment. Yeah. So you know, you can only have tea that that comes in a. A cut with the lid. It's very flashy. It's, it's very flashy. Yeah. I nice. can't believe the only time you come in there is to go on Matthew Wright's show. I know. And so he I wasn't mean. even there. He wasn't. I mean, you know, <laughs> talking about getting it all wrong. You know, you're supposed to be coming in to go on my show. <laughs> well, I will. Well, you'll have to do that during the election. Should we do that? Yeah, well, let's do well, it. We, we must do it during right. the election. All right. All right. Yeah, but I mean, um, no, I think. What was Jess Phillips wearing? Um, Seeing as that's so critical to I your can't view remember. of women. I mean, I think she had a sort of a big scarf on. Did you approve of what she was wearing? I couldn't. I certainly didn't think Did it my job. Who on test? earth told you to dress like that? <laughs> I was more concerned with the smoking. Go on. Um, well, I'm but, sure Joe Swinson's Joe, desperate to well, hear what she should words, be wearing. Right? Now yeah. you know how I get this stuff right all the time because yeah. you told me that you didn't think Carrie Simmons going to Downing Street was going to be a big deal. Now yeah. she's going to be campaigning with Boris. Yeah. You know, there might be people that don't like that. Amazing. I mean, imagine the McDonald's guy. Can you forget to the bottom of this? Story? I know Steve Easterbrook. Well, when I say I know him, I've met him a few times. Lucky you never worked for him because well, otherwise, obviously, you'd be trying to have a relationship with him. What do you mean, Bobby? I mean, I'm reading between the lines that yeah. he's not married. No, he's he? divorced. Yeah. So he's perfectly entitled to have an, 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 a, a shag with one of those people. Except to say, apparently, I only woke up to this this morning that yeah. most American firms, or a lot of them anyway, have this thing where you can't have a relationship with a subordinate. As somebody said today on Twitter, so what, are you only allowed to have a relationship with somebody who makes the same money as you? Yeah, or at the same level, well apparently so. But what if they get promoted? Then you've got to stop. I mean, we used to have a rule at the Mirror um, that if you had a relationship with somebody else uh, in the the building or in the company, you were supposed to tell your line manager. Right, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know that. I think that's probably a good rule though, isn't it? Well, I mean, Don't you think? it starts to get a bit tricky, I, su- I suppose, because... Um, if it's a... I mean, most people... Most pe- well, this one was consensual, though. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, um, but it can be illicit and consensual. You know, i.e., she could have been married. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. I mean, I don't know whether the I don't, we don't no, know the details. We don't know who of she is. Whether she was serving fries or what. It's a bit yeah. tricky. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to know people who would say things like, "It's not my fault who I fall in love with." Yeah, exactly. How can you tell somebody who works in an office yeah. where most people meet, by the way, yeah, exactly. their, their future partner? And if you're chief, that you can't have an affair with them. You're chief executive of a company, yeah, and you're spending loads of time with the, with your workforce, and yeah. you're divorced. Yeah, then that is likely to be where you're going to pick someone yeah. up, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And what is this? I mean, maybe he even told them because yeah. he thought that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And now they've, they've fired him for it. Well, when I met him, it was when we were launching a site called Mirror Football. Oh, yeah. And, I remember that. And it was a really good site. It was all about, you know... And he's an American, this guy. So, no, he's British. Oh, he's from... He? Um, he's from... Where is he from? Watford. He's is from he? Watford, yeah. And he, at the time, I think, was the UK boss of McDonald's. Okay. And they were all into grassroots football at okay. the time because they wanted to sort of counter this yeah, yeah. junk food image. Oh, yeah. And he turned up to... Oh, I remember they, because they sponsored England, didn't they? Right, exactly. Yeah. So he turned up to a game at Wembley. Mm. Um, we won 5-1 or something. It wasn't the Germany game. Okay. We battered, I think it was Croatia or something. Yeah. We battered them 5-0 or 5-1. Right. And uh, afterwards, he came up to me and started talking about mirror football. And we spoke for about 15 minutes. And he was a brilliant, down-to-earth, mm. super nice guy. Right. And so I was like really pleased for him when he got this huge job like four or five years ago. But he's, he's had other massive jobs. I think he ran Pizza Express. Or well, most of these guys have got this kind of... He'll wash up somewhere yeah. massive. You know, he'll be boss of KFC before you know yeah, it, something yeah. like this. He it's, looks like he eats a lot of his junk food. I haven't... I, to be honest, I've not... I mean, I've never heard of the guy. I didn't really watch... I didn't follow... Yeah. All, I, all I kept thinking to myself was, this is a very odd story because it's got a lot of holes in it. If, yeah. And if I'd been in a newspaper publishing that, I'd go, wait a minute, there's a yeah. bunch of stuff here we don't know. There's stuff in You know, it. who's the woman? Yeah. Is she married? Has he been married? I knew yeah. nothing. There was no... I mean, this is one of the things that drives me nuts about modern journalism, right? Yeah. No information whatsoever on him. Yeah. So, I mean, you've told me something that wasn't That he's British-born. One, that he's British, and two, that he was divorced. They hardly uh, mention the fact that he's a no. bit in the news today. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Everyone's so frightened. I mean, I'll tell you what. I was watching Match of the Day. I put a tweet out. I was yeah. shit for it uh, last night. I was watching <laughs> Match of the Day. And it was like watching some kind of massive apology. No, I'm not doing this because I'm bloodthirsty, right? Yeah. You know the injury to Gomez that yeah. took place yeah. in the Everton game, right? Yeah. They're showing the game, and because of the angle of the shot, you can't see what's happened except to see that something bad has happened. Yeah. But they then show it from another angle, right? Yeah. And but they say, but we're going to stop it so you don't see the injury. The well, why are you showing me then? Yeah. Why just are you showing me? Away. Just either show it or don't show yeah. it. But don't sort of go, oh, it's too upsetting. Yeah. And also, by the way, I'm sorry if this sounds a bit un-PC, but footballers weeping and wailing and moaning yeah. That it's, oh, they've seen something terrible. Yeah. These guys are on a million a week or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Driving around in Lamborghinis. We're well, going to tell me, oh, you have never seen somebody break their ankle before? It's not nice, though, is it? I'm sure it isn't, yeah. but that's part of the job. I don't expect yeah. to see them all, you know, hugging each other but and if crying. It was your, if it was your mate, though, you'd feel emotional, man. Not particularly. Because it's the end of maybe the career, I, maybe, maybe, I, maybe. Well, I don't know, but yeah. maybe I'm just a bit harder. But than take the rugby guys, yeah. totally different. I yeah. mean, they're getting their noses broken. They're, yeah. You know, arms broken, whatever, shoulders dislocated. I mean, there was a guy down. Back in on the there was a guy down concussed at yeah. the start of the of the uh, England South Africa. That's game, right, right. Carl, um, and he got carried off. Yeah. Luckily, he was able to walk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you but he was knocked. About it. He was knocked out. He was out cold. Yeah, he was yeah. out cold. But the yeah. point is, you, I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I think you've got responsibility. Yeah. It's all very well being woke yeah. and you know PC. Yeah. But you're an athlete. 
you know, you're going to tell me that you don't run the risk of getting yeah. a terribly bad no, injury. Of course, and yeah. I know that there'll be lots of people telling you, what a bastard that Graham is, you know, horrible. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's... You're, and they'd be right, by the way, but can not you imagine, this. All right, well, yeah. all right, let's go back not to your... Reason. Let's go back to your, you know, European Champions League, European Cup winning team yeah. of, you know... Uh, what was his name? 77. Tommy Smith. Tommy Smith. Yeah. You know, Steve Highway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even goes Terry McDermott. Terry McDermott. Chris you know, Lawler. Yeah, Alec yeah. Lindsay. Yeah, all top you know, guys. All these yeah. guys. You know, yeah. I'm sure they'd all seen some pretty bad yeah. stuff. You yeah. wouldn't see them clutching their heads in anguish, yeah. going, yeah. oh my God, you know, Stevie Highway's broken his leg. Well, there was a great what story. What do we do now? Because my dad was uh, used to be editor of the Football Echo in Liverpool. Yeah. So he knew all of these Liverpool players and they used to come in and out of the house. And actually, Tommy Smith was, a, I think I've probably mentioned this before, was a mate of, the, mm. of my dad's. Yeah. We saw quite a lot of Tommy. Right. And uh, there was a story. Amazing face. Oh, like, that well. pockmarked face. Shankly said to him, he wasn't born, he was quarried. That's right. And it, and it, and it was. Yeah. And by the way, there's a great bit on YouTube where, you'll have to dig it out, but it's Tommy Smith in the Anfield car park. Right. right and he's walk, he's just parked his car yeah. at, the, at, the, at Anfield, not right. at, not at the... Um, at the uh, training ground and he's walking out of his car and some fella is backing his car out of a space or something like right. that and comes too close to Smith for his right. liking. Right. Right. Smith practically pulls the guy out of the car. He's, <laughs> he's got a rolled up newspaper. He's going, you come here, sorry, you know what, I'll sorry. I mean, it's, it's, it is unbelievable aggression. But, but the story it? was that um, Smith's first game, um, somebody got a really bad, you know, gash right. across their knee like right. that. And he was on the on the sidelines like that, being attended to right. by the doctor. And Bob Paisley was attending to him, right. Shankly's deputy. And Smith came over and looked at this guy, and there was blood everywhere, yeah. and the skin was flapping over right. like that. And said, "Oh my God, that looks terrible." And Shankly elbows him in the ribs, <laughs> piss off, <laughs> and told this guy he was perfectly yeah. fine. Pulled his sock yeah, over yeah. the injury, right. sent him back. Sent him back on. That's right. But that's it. Well, He'd have been out for a month. Remember the Terry Butcher case where he's covered in blood? Yeah. You know, yes. as he's running down his face, it's all over his shirt, That's completely right. red. That's I mean, right. I'm sorry, look, I know that it's probably traumatic for these young men who haven't been used to seeing people getting injured, you know, yeah. in, in football because, you know, they thought it was all just like FIFA 15, yeah. you know, where nobody yeah. actually gets hurt. Yeah. You know, you can fall off a fucking cliff. And but some of the survive. tackles now that get red cards, oh, well, you would, they wouldn't have Well, I love watching the game. those old games, you yeah. know, where they show you. You know, people like Norman Hunter. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to sound like some old crazy person, but, yeah. you know, they'll be coming in at you. I mean, Billy Bremner, oh, you know, yeah. launched himself at about three feet off yeah, the ground yeah. with two feet. Yeah. And he got you with his hand if he missed you with his feet. That's you right. know, That's right. I mean, these people were unbelievable. That's right. I just thought it was a bit unseemly yeah. to watch all these very privileged young men, you know, who couldn't actually handle looking at somebody, a fellow player who's yeah. been injured. But you're right about the. I mean, that I'm not sure about, but you're absolutely right about match of the day. I mean, yeah. you just don't show it if you're just, not going to yeah. show it. You know? I mean, so you're analysing something that we can't see. You just say this has right? happened, you know, yeah. it's terrible. And it's a it's terrible, like, you know, you, know uh, you can tell that the two players on, yeah. um, Martin Keown, yeah. and I can't remember And Keown's a hard case. I mean, he's, I mean, he's done plenty of damage to people yeah. over the years. Nice guy as well. Used he to drink nice the guy. grapes in no, Formby. I've seen him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were a bit more kind of down to earth about it. Yeah. You know, the presenter was kind of like, and then they went into this ridiculous long diatribe about VAR. Yeah, I just thought it's supposed to be a football show. Yeah, you know I don't really want to hear about the ins and outs. Of, what do you, you know, think of VAR? Has it helped anything? It doesn't look like it, does it? No. It looks like making a dog's ass of it. I mean, I think if they did it properly, yeah, it would be fine. But it sounds like they're not doing it. Properly. I mean, there was a Firmino goal ruled offside. This is, this is the armpit. One. Honestly, to God, how on earth could you make a call like? Well, that? this is the problem. I think if you're going to do it, 
you've got to do it sensibly, yeah. and you've got to surely leave the power in the hands of the referee. Yeah. I like the who idea that makes the final decision. You know, this thing about it, there's an obvious mistake. So, in other words, if the linesman missed it, and then you go and review yeah. it on video, and there's an armpit yeah. in it, then you let it go because right. it wasn't. But if if he hadn't seen that there was a guy two meters offside, yeah. then sure, call right. him back. But no, it's the idea. I mean, that once you start doing, you know, like right. fingernails, oh, armpits. Where does it stop? And in fact, I've seen a version of the line being drawn across the yeah. park where the armpit's actually not offside. That's right. That's right. So you know, more interestingly, I see today uh, the Real Madrid are coming in for um, Raul, uh, Raheem Sterling. Have yeah, that I story? saw that. Yeah, and for seventy million plus Gareth Bale. Yeah. I mean, Amazing. That's his chick to me. Zinedine Zidane does not like Gareth Bale, does he? He really doesn't. No. I mean, I can't work out why, because he keeps scoring. I see that he said the other day that he's so bored with the politics, he doesn't even know who the Prime Minister is now. Who, Bale? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not sure he should come back oh to vote. Oh, I don't think he's ever been the sharpest. Uh, he, I don't think he has, no. no. But, but he uh, scores some spectacular God bless him, he did marry his childhood sweetheart. So, he, so he, he'll go to City? So I presume theory, that would yeah. be the department. Why would Pep Guardiola want him, though? I don't think he would. I don't think he'd want him instead of Sterling. No. It's great though Sterling's become such a good player since he left Liverpool. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> There's a great thing, again, there was like Brendan Rogers. Do you remember they did that TV series, Being Liverpool, I think it was called? It was like a fly oh, was that the one where he put his names in the envelope uh, and said, you know, I'm going to open this envelope at the end of the year yeah. and these will be the people that have let me down. Oh, no, Wasn't I don't. It? I, but that, it might well have been. Yeah, that was one of the Brendan things. Brendan Rogers was been, Yeah. So, yeah, right. So he, he did some really naff came thing. Came over as a really weird character. Well, I think he Rogers. is. Well, I'll tell you what. I can't tell you he told me this, but it was somebody not unrelated to the old Liverpool people yeah. who I met once, the yeah. daughter of one of the big uh, yeah. players, who said that everyone at Liverpool, when he was there, hated him. Yeah. Um, and when he, went off, right. when he went off with the... Uh, the physio you know, or the, the travel was girl was it the travel you know, yeah. left his wife that, yeah. was, that was absolutely yeah. anathema but they said the reason they hated him was that he arrived there as if he was Liverpool yeah. as if he was the guy that had sort of you know yeah. could, could only possibly have been him to like inherit the, the mantle Shantley, you know. and you know look at this great yeah. club look what I've done with it yeah. you know if he was chocolate he'd have eaten himself well he tore thing. a strip off Sterling in this training yeah. session when no one really knew who Sterling was he right. was like 17 right. and they were having. He, he was bollocking all the young players, right. like with his, you know, pearls of wisdom, right. and and he said Sterling had said something to him, like whatever or something yeah. like this, and Sterling's just stood there like this dumb kid, you right. know, and open mouth. Because he was pretty young then. As but... he, uh, uh, Rogers is, t- come here, Sterling. You know, yeah. you know what you said. You know what you said. Right. And all this, don't you ever say that to me again, yeah. Yeah. And all of this bollocks. Right. And I did think when Sterling got out of Liverpool, the first opportunity, it's. You know, that kind of environment yeah. where Rogers had been such a twat to yes. that that would stick in your mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, they go, sure. screw you, mate. And every chance he gets to stuff one up yes. Rogers, he'll, he'll do Quite it. Quite right. But, you know, we should go back in the end before we finish to uh, yeah. the situation we find ourselves in. You know, what is it, six weeks until the... Um, six weeks until the election. The election. Um, yeah. I mean, presumably the new European uh, will be banging the drum. Unlike radio, see, because we're not allowed to. No. Once we enter the Perda period, you have to uh, be. We not only have to be balanced, but yeah. we have to be seen to be balanced. So how do you cope with? Is it is that on a presenter by presenter basis? Yeah. Do you have to be balanced? It, you do. Yeah. They can't. I mean, I've always argued that you know, surely it should be a, a, a station wide. Yes. Whereby you go well, you know, if if Mike Grove says this, Matthew Wright says that. Yeah. You know, there's um, your balance. You yeah. know, Emin Holmes says this. Yeah. You know, over the course of a week. Yeah. You have different guests from different parties. You have different. Guests. I mean, it's not so difficult to deal with, but it's yeah. just that I'm not really technically allowed to have a view. So I can't say, 
that I think the Tories are better than Labour. I can't right. say that the Brexit Party should be doing a deal with the Tories or that Boris's deal yep. is no good. It becomes very tricky. Yep. And you also have to log everything, right? So the poor old newsreaders have to log every that. single thing that they do. Really? Meanwhile, I mean, I've, I've told people when I was at the Mirror yeah. and we were running the Welsh Mirror, um, and we were very close to Labour in those days, you know, um, and there was a problem, I think, with uh, Anglesey when they said, you know, we really need to hang on to Anglesey, yeah. otherwise, you know, all is lost kind of thing. Right. So I went, well, that's all right, then. we'll just do a special edition for Anglesey. So I literally yeah. did a page one poster, yeah. you know, basically more or less saying, vote Labour, basically. <laughs> Sent it into Anglesey. Yeah. Labour won Anglesey by a quite narrow margin. Yeah. And uh, the Clyde Cymru lot took us to the Electoral Commission, and we were cleared. <laughs> really? Yeah, good. Well, the newspapers so, do what they like. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's really unfair that yeah. the broadcast media... Is not allowed to do that. But yeah. here's what's going to be interesting because there's because there's technically no um, party political connection to leave and remain. Mm. It's not very clear what we do about that. Right. So we'll have to find out in a way. Of course, because it transcends. Well, yeah, politics, because yeah. I mean, if for example I present myself as a leaver, yes, uh, does that mean I support the Tory party? Not necessarily. No. Am I telling you to vote Tory because I'm saying we should be leaving the European Union? It's a not bit really. ridiculous, isn't it? Well, I think it's a bit arcane. I mean, personally, I'm arcane. glad. I'm glad that we have that rule for, for um, TV broadcast because I think if we had like a CNN and Fox News yeah. situation, it'd be awful. Right. Because, you know, you, then you only listen to the version of news you want to yeah. hear, which I think would be really bad. Radio is a bit different mm. because you're buying into personalities, yeah, you know. Exactly. I use that word loosely, obviously. Of course, very but you, but you, um, Some of them are awful. You know, but everyone knows, right. everyone know. you know, if you're a regular Mike Graham listener, mm. you know what you think about yeah. these things. So right. to hear you suddenly become neutral yeah. is a bit absurd. Well, I mean, I'm going to say quite, I'm going to be very open about it. So, yeah. look, you know, this is this is what I can do and this is what I can't do. This is why, if you think it sounds yeah. a bit odd. Yeah. But I'm sort of pressing them to say that management level, can we find a way around this so that we don't sort of neuter ourselves yeah. completely? Because yeah. otherwise it's not very entertaining radio apart yeah. from anything else. Even if, even if it turns into just me um, sort of modifying a debate, yeah. I could do that yeah. and have, say, somebody from the Lib Dems over here and somebody from, um, you know, the Brexit Party yeah. over there. The problem is if you go for one particular candidate in one seat, you have to give an interview to her because it famously happened once to Matt Ford. Yeah. Who you might remember, yeah. the comedian used to do an overnight yeah. show. Yeah. He's written um, for a session. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, he's blocked me on Twitter as well, by Has the way. He? Yeah, I can't Good remember. Good character. Yeah, he is. He used to he used to quite like me. He took exception <laughs> to me tweeting one night when he was on Question Time saying yeah. that he didn't make he wasn't being very funny. <laughs> he sent me a note going, Why would you not send me a DM? I said, well, because sending you a DM is even more insulting. What, and he then blocked you? Yeah. Bits, I said, that's a bit. Skin, I said, why don't you just fire one back at me and go, what do you fucking yeah. know about being yeah. funny, you twat? Yeah. Or and being we'll, on question time. We'll, yeah, or being <laughs> on question time, which since you never have. But instead he decided to throw a hissy fit and block me. Oh, dear. But anyway, um, he once, rather inadvertently, when he was less, perhaps, wise than he is now, interviewed some guy um, in Scotland about something. Not nothing to do with the election, but it turned out he was standing as the SNP candidate oh, no. in some. some so they had to interview. So they had to interview every other candidate oh, for the same length of time. Shit. It went on for about two weeks. That's madness. They had because he had to go on for about fifteen minutes. That's madness. So there were about ten <laughs> people, and they just went. You know, this is crazy. So Here's a got, question for you: yeah. Do you think newspapers have got anything like the influence they used to have when it comes to an election? Do you know what? Others? I can't imagine. I, I really don't. I can't imagine. I, I mean, it's interesting because they've now said they're going to ban political advertising on um, Twitter, yeah. right? But I don't know what they mean by that. Well, because that's just them. Twitter are winding up Facebook because Twitter takes about three hundred grand of political advertising yeah, yeah. a year. Not yeah, but hang on. But what is political advertising? Is yeah. Boris Johnson tweeting out "Let's oh, get Brexit done" on mm. his own account? 
political advertising. No, it's not. No, is it's it? not. So I mean, it's quite. I mean, I think it's quite easily defined. It's it's them. It's, it's Twitter placing. It's actual, so on when the you art, see yeah. say something that says yeah. it's sponsored. Yeah. by the Labour Party. Yeah, and Twitter have put it in your timeline. Right. Whereas you may or may not choose to follow Boris Johnson. Yeah. That's your choice. But they, Boris Johnson could, in theory, have Twitter put his content in my timeline yeah. as an advert. Right. And so so, so, what, so what you're saying is that the advantage for political parties is they can pay yeah. to be in people's timelines. Yes, yeah, exactly. Who, whose timelines they would They will do be. very careful targeting. Yeah. And this is where Facebook make all their money. Yeah. This is why they got into such shit with Cambridge Analytica. Yes. They've got such deep understanding of what we're into. Right. They see the fact that I've clicked on nothing mm. but Remain links yeah. for the last 50. And they know that I might be a, a swing Liberal Democrat voter. Yeah. So they, I'm a likely guy to get bombarded right. with Lib Dem okay. stuff. So very interesting if people are on Facebook or Snapchat or Insta, mm. you know, see what adverts are popping up yeah. and, and just have a think about what that is telling you. See, you know, I don't see very many ads on Twitter. I'm going to have to have a look now because I don't yeah. know. I, very rarely do I see something that says sponsored. And it's, usually, almost, and it's always always nothing political. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, I mean, that is normally the case. Is it right? Anyway, so Twitter have done this, not really because they're holier than thou, but they're just winding up. They Facebook. know that they take nothing from political advertising, but Facebook take millions and billions and billions. So if they can cause a problem for Facebook, that's healthy for them. I'm going to open my timeline now. Go so and open your timeline. Is there an advert on there? But what made me ask the question about the uh, newspapers was that I was struck by how ferocious, you know, the Sun and the Mail and the Telegraph are all pushing Theresa May so massively in well, 2017. Election, yeah. yeah, but and she, and it kind she of did nothing. Fine. It did nothing. Yeah. And I just wonder whether the days of it was the sun what won it, yeah. you know, are they completely over? Does yeah. anybody care what the newspaper? Well, do you know, I read a really interesting piece um, by Roy Greenslade, which is not something I say very often. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure it was all absolute and utter rubbish, right? But there's a theory about, and it's not written by him, but he was writing about this theory, that the reason Liverpool as a city voted to remain in the European Union they didn't is get because the sun. they haven't seen the sun yeah. for so many years. I think that's bollocks. But I think but so too. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a contributory... Factor, it could be, but I mean, what they're basically that. saying is everybody else is, is, is influenced in some way yeah. by the sun, yeah. And it's like, well, nah. really, no, nah. Liverpool voted for the to stay because Liverpool has seen the concrete benefits of the European Union. Yeah. If it wasn't for the European Union, Liverpool would be on the bones of its arse. It's now an extraordinary, yeah, but except the Derek Hatton kind on. of you know, lefty yeah. brigade, yeah, Jeremy Corbyn yeah, type should technically be anti European, they should be anti you, yeah. Well, they technically are, except yeah. when they're lying to the so, electorate, except when they're. Yeah, loads of money. Yeah, well, yeah, but it wasn't the European. It wasn't the European Union didn't pump money in when Militant were yeah. running the council. They pumped it in after that when Liverpool was designated a Zone One priority, right. which is means that you are a region amongst the poorest in in Europe. You know, and mm. you t- you compare in that to Eastern Europe and everything. Yeah. Know? So Liverpool was in a lot of trouble. Uh, Geoffrey Howe was writing memos to Margaret Thatcher yeah. saying we should run the place down. Yeah. It's over. Right. And then. They came in with infrastructure projects and they helped uh, make much more of the Liverpool airport, which yeah. was important. And the docks. And, and the that. docks yeah. and the Albert docks. Well, and the down road. Really brilliant yeah. innovations. And then the key thing for me, because I've seen this mm. in Glasgow as well as Liverpool, is they made it the European capital of culture. Yeah. And it got a huge influx of tourism. Well, even Hull's been that now, hasn't it? But now, now. So here's the difference. Hull is the UK's uh-huh. capital of culture. Right. The thing that Glasgow and Liverpool got is a big deal. It's mm. like the European-wide thing. Yeah. And so they got millions and millions of visitors coming in. And more importantly, I think the city itself, so its self-esteem mm. rose. Because I remember when I was growing up in Liverpool, 
the place had bad self-esteem. You know, we, we all thought that the place was in massive mm. trouble. Unemployment was yeah. high. Heroin abuse was right. massive. You could literally walk around the waterfront of Liverpool and you'd be kicking rubble that yeah. was left over by the Luftwaffe. Yeah. You know, so the, the place was, yeah. you know, in, in part... On its arse. On its arse. And then you go back now, Mike, and I promise you, you will not find a more optimistic, fun, vibrant city yeah. in the UK than Liverpool now. Yeah. It's wonderful to oh, see. Oh, it is. It is, but there's still parts of it and it's been receiving an awful lot of money for an awfully long time. There are still parts of it that are in pretty bad shape. Yes, of course. You know, yeah. you drive around it and yes. you see the kind of poverty and the yes. kind of des- destituteness. It's definitely um, not a that job you done. you see in yeah. other parts of the country, yeah. you know. But you have to say that that has to be because the people who got all the money haven't done everything they could do with it. Well, I think there's a lot more to do. And I think, you know... You know, it's all very well having, a, you know, a theatre of, of dreams and a... Uh, sorry, yeah, that's, that's the Manchester, Manchester United, one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, you know, a sort of a theatre where they put on West End shows and a, yeah. you know, a, a lovely exhibition centre. It's much more than that. Where you go and see a Dali exhibit. You know, it's, the it's, people need fucking houses <laughs> and they need gardens. Yeah. They need places to play football. It, yes. You know, and they they've do. still got those rows and rows and rows of terraced houses. They do. And they've still got bomb sites, uh, you know, landfills that haven't yeah. been fucking occupied well, for yes, decades. But the biggest one was in, right in the city centre mm. on the waterfront, and that was uh, the biggest private investment in Europe of its time and it's the Liverpool One shopping mall yeah. and it's spectacular and you know I'm not into shopping malls but this is a great one mm. and it's changed the whole centre of gravity of the city yeah. you know it's sort of moved towards the, the left if you're looking down to the water and it's, Liverpool's always been a city with a lot of swagger yeah. and you know it likes to dress in a swaggery sort of yeah. way same as Glasgow yeah uh, not very good at hiding our, uh, you know, joie de vivre yeah. under a bushel. Right. But now, that was always in defiance. Just, I mean, the story I always, I'll never forget is coming back from Lime Street mm. and with a rucksack on my back and walking past this fella at night. And he obviously thought I was a visitor to right. Liverpool. And this guy saying, welcome to Liverpool, lads. It's the asshole of the world. <laughs> You'll wish you never came. And I just sort of thought, well, yeah, yeah you know, that is how yeah. a lot of people thought about it. You'd never get that now. Inconceivable. No, no absolutely right. Great city. Hey, listen, go visit. I, I don't disagree. Uh, go visit Liverpool, but just don't do it during the winter. It's a lot better when it's sunny. And it rains right from now until about March, quite frankly. Anyway, uh, that is the Thought Police. We'll be back uh, on Thursday. You will get off to sleep, won't you, every night by imagining yourself walking through yeah. 10 Downing Street. Yeah. The same way I imagine myself going up to collect the Booker Prize. Really? Right? Is that what happens to you? Yeah, it is. It's never going to happen. Although I did have a dream about Jess Phillips the other day, but I think it was because I'd taken a lot of um, anti-cold medicine <laughs> and I was kind of raving, you know, because <laughs> right. uh, my other half said to me, you need a holiday if you start to dream about the politicians. I said, yeah, don't tell me about it. You know. But, you know, you, so you've got Do to you believe... Do you know what she was doing? By what, who, Jess Phillips? Jess Phillips. Is this going to be... No, it's not dirty. She okay. came in to do an interview with us yeah. in the studio. Is this right? in your dream or in this real? This is in the dream. Right. She's never been in my studio or my tent of common sense. Right. She came into the a studio to uh, to do an interview, right? But she kind of slumped down like some kind of, you know, rock star stroke ne'er-do-well. Yeah. And she was smoking. Yeah. And she wouldn't stop smoking. We kept saying, look, you can't smoke. And she just yeah. kept going, yeah, fuck you. I'm good. Yeah. And she just kept smoking. I'd vote and then, for that. And then she just kind of slid all the way. And she was so kind of yeah. reckless. Well, kept loosh. swearing, loose. Yeah. You know. Great word. And I was, yeah. And I, and I didn't know what to do there. And then yeah. I woke up. I don't know what's going on with But that. what does it matter? 
Well, of course it matters, because she's obviously taken a decision to look in a particular way yeah. to appeal to a group of people. But then, then normally speaking, men do that married. as well. I don't want to come well, over I'm, all well, woke. I'm but, sorry, you know. did you not hear me say Sam G? Yeah, you did, yeah but you picked the one guy who's got like an outlandish... But he was walking next to her. Yeah. That's why. And they're part of the Lib Dems. They've obviously had some kind of conversation about how to dress, because don't tell me they do, don't do, do you that. Think, seriously, do you think that do. she said, I'm wearing yellow, you're wearing orange today? No, no, they will have had somebody come in <laughs> and tell them what to wear. Right. What's the Vietnamese for you, thieving, conning little bastards? Well, I think if you say it in uh, in English, they probably they get, get it. it do they?